0: it is uh it's Friday here in the cap region fox sports radio 95 9 2 iheart app and if you're close enough to the window out here i think you can hear levac and goss through the window <laughs> here at the studios um it's probably the most frequencies i've ever broadcast on in once i think
1: you think so i'm trying to think in my head like there's three frequencies you have the podcast
0: side you have apple because well, i was on i was on 103.5 and 103.9 together when it was the edge um I was on 1045 and 1300 for like a second but I wasn't really on the air. But like I don't think if no, I think this is I think this is the most at once. I really do. So, ha, take strength in numbers. Who knew iHeart believed in me enough to put the two of us together on on so many frequencies. Um <clears throat> We're on more frequencies than free throws for the Heat last night. I can tell you that right now. That's <laughs> that's a thing. Uh 104 to 93, pretty much what you expected to happen, Denver wins, Joker gets a triple double, ho hum. But it was ho hum. Like it didn't it looked like one of those heavyweight fights where one of the guys comes out and he just doesn't have it, but you still can't knock him all the way out. Like like the heat just looked like zombies to me. They didn't look like they were fighting. They didn't look like they thought they were going to win. Um you know, there was there were there were glimpses of of heat basketball, but not nothing. Was it adv- Vincent? Vincent got got hot in the was it Vincent or Highsmith? Might have been Highsmith who got hot in the fourth. I'm trying to remember. I was very. I was just staring at it, like, why is this still happening? I think it was Highsmith got hot in the fourth. You
1: know what? That might actually right there speak of the Miami Heat, right? You know, we're not yeah. talking about Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh or. Yeah, <laughs> we're was talking it- about wait. Was it Caleb Martin? Wait, which one of the Martin right. twins is right. on the team?
0: Well, There's was- two of them, right? Was it Jimmy Butler? Oh, you mean Jimmy Butler from 2005? No, no, no 23. know, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was just uneventful. It really. It felt. It kind of felt like everybody like you know the joke that the NFL scripted now. Like there's yeah. a script that's handed out. Like it felt like there was a script that was handed out, and this was a table read, and everybody knew what was going to happen. Like I bet the triple double for Joker, and I'm sitting there, and it's a little late, and he's got he's got you know he's got got points, he's got the assists, he's only got nine rebounds with six minutes left, and he's not on the floor. It's four minutes left. Think it's the rebound. Everybody, oh triple double! There he goes. Only the um, only the second player in NBA history to debut in the finals with a triple double. Second.
1: Second. Oh, I want to guess the first. I do not I did not see that stat. Um
0: Magic Johnson? No, but every, that's what everybody guesses. Uh John Starks. John Starks. John Starks debuted in the finals with a triple double.
1: Wow. About that. And
0: they didn't win. Uh so so yeah, just it was it, it just wasn't eventful. You know what I mean? It was just one of the, it was one of those things like like it was, it was good. It's the NBA Finals, you know. I was happy. I like seeing Jokic, or or as as uh, Mad Dog Russo calls him, Jokic. Uh, I like seeing him out there performing. I like I like the way Denver plays. I like that they're doing these whole things on how thin the air is. Like it just got thin all of a sudden in Denver. Um, but it's just at the same time, it's like going to see a movie that you. You literally look at your friends and go, well, you know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's a good movie. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. And you go, and it's exactly what it was. And you just look at him at the end and go, well, there's there's 50 bucks for never getting back. And we knew it was going to happen. There is a part of me.
1: I won't do it. That wants to copy Russo's pronunciation of Jokic. Because that J and Y in different languages can be pronounced different ways. Same with the way with Dirk Nowitzki, Nowitzki that W and that V. I won't insult him by... Calling him Jockich, but man, that's a great way to do that. Anyways, uh, back to the game itself. Talk about having a bad read on a game last night. I know what we should have all thought, and what you and I as investors in sports like to talk about. We like wagering on games, but also analyzing and trying to give some fun storylines of what's going on. It felt like the easiest thing to talk about with Denver and Miami was that Miami was fatigued. They've gone through the longest stretch You could argue an NBA playoff history because of expanded rounds years ago, plus the play in game that Miami was going to be having nothing left, especially after a seven game conference final series with Boston that they almost blew. But I'm like, okay, like everyone thinks that. So that means Denver has had a layoff and I know the stats favor the team that's had the layoff, but it can't be that simple. Maybe we're just going to see Miami kick it up a gear cross sport comparison, baseball, in football it happens a lot right we've seen the team with the bye week the week previous in football in the NFL get bumped out we've seen baseball teams who are wild card teams take out a division leader we've seen other sports show the effect of the break not being as great or a bye week being as great and then the game starts and the game yeah. seems to be over fast like yeah. Aaron Gordon's getting hot great team basketball we had that comparison of the Spurs to mid 2010 teams with Popovich and Duncan that that's what Denver was known for great team basketball Matchup nightmares across. That's what it was. Eric Spoelstra. I've given him tons of credit throughout this playoffs for how great he is. And people questioned what his legacy was way back before the season started. That wasn't about coaching last night. That was not about players on the actual court for the Miami Heat. That is a Denver Nugget basketball team where you're going to study for years to come. Be like, okay, we had the trend of the three ball with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. We've had forever in basketball the star. The Hall of Famer, the all-time great, carrying a team because of his skill set. That's team basketball. I know they got an MVP, but, man, there's some possessions, and it goes back to the Phoenix series where you're like, what are you supposed to do? You got a shooter. You got a guy who go to the basket. You got a guy who has a skill set we've never seen before in league history.
0: What are you supposed to do? Well, you also, I mean, again, the energy level. it just Denver looked, Denver looked like they were ready, rested. You know, not rusted, rested. Miami didn't look like they were prepared. They looked, like you said, they looked they looked worn down. Max Struss, who he hit, I don't know, 75 threes against the Knicks, I think. oh for 9. Like, dude, he hits three of those. He'd probably win the game still. It's it's just, I like, I like your point about, like, we're watching how the, the game changes. Like, it was the shooters with the Warriors. It's, like, is everyone now going to go look for the point center? Like you know, we are you know point guard was always it, and then LeBron and, and Magic were like point forwards where the the ball went through them. Like Jokic, you could actually he's he's like a point center. Like he he can bring the ball up the court if he feels like it. He can you know he can dish, he can do everything. It's it's fun. It's very fun to watch. Legitimately, when he's not in the court, I'll start playing like uh, just matching games and stuff on my phone. Cause it's like, well, all right, this isn't good. (laughs) There was like, there was, I want to say it was like two and a half, almost three minutes in the fourth, where he wasn't on the court, and maybe one basket went in, like both sides. Like you know, Heat would take a shot, rim out. (laughs) Denver would take a shot, rim out, and then all like this went on for a little bit, and all of a sudden, you know, Miami hit a couple shots, closed the gap. Jokic came back out and then just the game was over. But it was it it just wasn't an entertaining game. If I'm being perfectly honest, it's fun to watch Jokic. It was it was you know, it was good to win a couple wagers. You know, I hit I hit both the triple double and I had uh the points. I laid the points with um with with the nuggets. But those but after that I was, eh, okay. All right, carry on. Like, why am I still awake? I have to get up early tomorrow. If that is game one.
1: Do you see any sign of Miami coming back? Like, Do you see, I from that game last night, from Denver's hot start to them, even winning the game by double digits, but even felt like eh, they took it a a little bit off at the end. They did. I, I can't find a way where Miami can win this series. Look, I said the same thing about Miami against Boston. I said the same thing with Miami against Milwaukee. There have been times in this playoff stretch where I've doubted the heat, and I'm sure I'm far from being alone on that island. I'm not on an island with that. Because the Heat had been faced with really good teams, but they found ways to win. And it goes through, look, Greek Freak got hurt. The Knicks just got outplayed by Miami. I would say outcoached and outhustled Miami against Boston. The hardest one is going to be out-talent, out-skill, out-team. Felt like I was just doing a promo there for Survivor. But all those... Characteristics. What is it? Outwit, outlast, outplay. That survivor. There you go, survivor fans. That's what it feels like here for Denver, though. Like you don't every skill. Too much TV, do you? <laughs> every skill set <laughs> you need, Denver has over Miami. It was so obvious in that first game.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I think Miami will win one of the next two games because I think the this terrible schedule benefits them because um, you don't go home, so you're going to be in that that high elevation, that way, weird air. Thir- you know, probably got, you probably got there Thursday morning, so all th- maybe Wednesday night. I don't know how, how they travel. Let's say Wednesday night they get there. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now you play Sunday. Plus you've rested a couple days. Those the Heat's trainers are going to be just you know ice bath and cryo chambers and compression sleeves and like just getting these guys as fresh as possible. And then you go back to Miami for Game Three. So I uh, I think I think it's I think it's Nuggets in five. And I think part of the reason will be I don't know if you got a chance to hear Butler's exchange with the media. So the media No. "Oh, uh, it was it was Jimmy Butler has a very dry sense of humor when it comes to some of this stuff, and I don't even know if he's trying to be funny, but it's good. Uh, one of the one of the media members they were asking him about why you know only two free throws, and he's like, you know, we need to we need to be more aggressive, we need to go after it, and he's like, anything you want to say about the refs? He's like, you want to pay my fine? Because <laughs> I think I think you will see. There, there's going to have to be some kind of phone call, where, hey, look, if it was really, 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 they played that soft, and they only got to the to the, the charity stripe twice, fine. But if if you can make that number a little closer, if you can if you can kind of make it, because people are looking at us right now thinking somehow we want Denver to get their first ever championship. And we can't, as a, as a league, we'd prefer now to look like we're actually siding with one of the teams. Because that, I mean, two, two free throws. And, and again, the the energy that he had adds up. But how many people watched the game last night and how many people didn't and then watched these, checked out these box scores and see the two free throws like, ah, league wants to give Jokic the championship because they, they stole the MVP from him.
1: Did you see, maybe you didn't see the whole quote, Jeff Van Gundy, and it's going to feel like I'm veering off here, but this goes to what Jimmy Butler's talking about. That Jeff Van Gundy, if they asked him if he was the czar of the NBA rules that he would change in the sport, one of them was that he would shorten halftime or just get rid of halftime. Yeah. He feels like halftime's dumb. Now, maybe as a coach, it's tough because how many real adjustments can you make in a regular season game, especially when you're 82, 82 games plus the playoffs? Okay, so that's a coach's mindset. But some of the other ones involved free throws and fouls. And I want to make, I believe the quote was, if you get fouled, you just get the points. Like there's no, there's no <laughs> reason to have it happen anymore. So out loud, that sounds so dumb. Yeah, like, I hate it. look, if you foul somebody, they automatically get two points. I know what he's trying to do though. What he's trying to say is some of these games in the NBA, like you just pointed out, Levec, even in the NBA finals are difficult to watch. Not because of the athleticism of the players. Not because of the skill set of what they can do and how awesome it is. I feel, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you have the same feel that I do. There are times during an NBA basketball game, and the regular season's even worse in the playoffs, where you could blow the whistle on every single possession. Mm. Like, every single one. A guy going for a three, foul. You go back and watch the Rockets Warriors from a few years ago. We were talking around about this earlier in the week that the Rockets missed 27 threes in a row. Houston fan thinks they got fouled on every shot. At least a cut that the Houston fans put on Twitter. I could see whistles getting blown. Guy goes to the hoop. Is there a foul? James Harden's the biggest culprit. You watch James Harden play. You're like, I'm glad I'm not an official. I probably would have called the foul there, there, there. There are times the Jimmy Butler quote where maybe he got some of those whistles during the regular season. Yeah. Maybe he got some of those fouls. Now it's the NBA Finals. It's the playoffs. It's a different vibe. It's still more physical. But he's gone through months of getting that whistle. And now all of a sudden the Heat go to the finals and they're not getting the whistle and it's on the road and it's game one and you're the underdog and you're like, I mean, we got to get some calls. It is so difficult. I know in the fall of heck, we're going to take a day on a Monday where people are trashing NFL officials. Yeah, We're going to talk about umpires being bad. I do not envy being an NBA official because some of these games are so tough to figure out how you change this style of basketball now.
0: Well, (sighs) I don't think there's an answer. I, I, I kind of left you there with that, but it's like, well, it, no, it's it, 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 it's it's a lack of um, it's a lack of consistency that drives me the most insane. To, to your one point, like, I, I don't, I don't expect every foul to be called. I don't expect every penalty to be right. I mean, they probably would have been better if Eric Lewis didn't have a burner account and was able to call the game. Um, <laughs> they, but at the, at the same time, like, consistency is all I really care about. Because let's be real, if they did call it. Every, if they called every penalty the way it was supposed to go, like remember when you were a kid and you know dad drives you to the to the Sunday league or whatever, and little kids all get the jersey. That was almost every 13 seconds for a travel, and none of those kids are traveling as much as these NBA players. <laughs> there was a play this year where Jason Tatum like put tucked the ball like a, like an NFL running back, and just it took like five steps and they went to the hoop, and everybody's like, oh, what a great drive! What, what do you mean a run? Okay, he picked up a first down on the way to <laughs> the hoop. But it's like it's just there's no consistency with it. That's the only problem I have. Like if you're going to if it's if you're going to call it lighter, call it lighter. If you're going to call it, you know, stiffer, call it stiffer. I prefer lighter cuz the game goes faster and it's more fun to watch, but at the same time like the <laughs> I I honestly think that if you watch that game, at most you can probably get 4 to 5 free throw trips. For, for the Heat, I thought, two was pretty warranted just from the lack of effort. And I think that's also why Jimmy Butler didn't go off because he knows it's as much on his guys as it is on, on the rest.
1: We may have stumbled into this, too. Isn't that the way Miami wins this series? Physicality? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the referees give them the calls, and they just kind of slow down the pace of the game, and they hope they get to the free throw. That's it. And, and maybe they all knew that going in, like, we, we need that. That's how it's going to have to happen here.
0: Uh, just, I think you're going to see, with the rest, the Miami Heat will come out look like the Miami Heat either Either Sunday or, or the first game in Miami, but it's just the, the Nuggets are too good, and they can do whatever you want to do. Do you want to get physical? They can get physical. Do you want to? Do you want to play skill? They can. They can play skill, and they don't have two of their best players out with injuries. So you know, it's just I just don't feel like it's good. I don't feel like this worked out well for the Heat. That's that's where I'm at, and also where I'm at is uh, Fox Sports uh, Radio, <laughs> 980 and 95. nine eighty and ninety five nine love that goss usx pest control man talk about changing your day for the better you get the free inspection simply by going to usxpest.com then you get tim comes through checks out the house explains everything to you house apartment whatever it is business I'm telling you, you got to have Tim come through for, just for the peace of mind. Like, I was sitting there going, oh, man, this is going to be bad. We're going to have mice. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And he's like, well, if you look over here, you can see where you did have mice. You can see where you did have bats. All the evidence points to they haven't been here in a long time. But what we can do with our non-chemical non exclusion, non-chemical exclusion package, which you might remember kind of like cat guarding because the Gagne family of brands, which is now USX Pest Control, was cat's eye. Well, with the cat's eye... Now USX non-chemical exclusion, they close up the house. So those things that aren't in your house aren't getting into your house. No rodents, no large insects, none of that nonsense with the exclusion package. Get your free inspection set up today at usxpest.com. LeVette and Gaz, Fox Sports Radio 959980, 9, and uh, of course the iHeart app, which is the best way to uh, carry us wherever you go. You can interact with us. Uh you can even hit that little microphone and, and and leave us a message. Um, did you hear this morning that I got uh I got I got a little beat up this morning? No. So I got here early to do some stuff and help you. And as, as some people may know, I I've, I've got some golf going on today. I saw a desk, Darius. What happened with the desk situation? I over just there? took that. Oh I just took that. I needed a place to play, sit down and work while you weren't here. Yeah. Um, There's well, a lot of desks that are available, I realized, when I came here to iHeart. So I was yeah. like, I think I'm actually just trying to claim one of these. Okay. Well, I, I, they can tell me wherever they want me to put my stuff, but I'm not here really enough to worry about it yet. So I just I sat there, you know, which I liked. I had, like, the Sicilian advantage. No one can sneak up behind me. That's that's why I picked that desk. Um, but, no, I, I saw Quentin Cantera over on PIX106. So I just said hi. You know, I haven't seen him in a minute. And um, we're talking away. And then, like, right before they're about to go on, Cantara looks over and goes. So I hear you doing an impression of me. Like and no, and, <laughs> what? Yeah, and um, he goes. So they drag me on the air and they make me do it on the show. And it's not, like, it's I'm workshopping it. Like it's not, it's not perfect yet. It's still got some work to do. But uh, yeah, you can just see like, like just like Cantara doesn't get angry with me. But you could see there was like the the kernels of like. If you're gonna do it, at least don't suck at it. You know, like, <laughs> and Quinn's dying because he's like nobody's been able to get it right yet, and you're you're not an exception. So, but yeah, I got attacked this morning with that. So, when are they gonna come on here? When are we gonna get the um, picture? Because like... listens like every day. I guess. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, man. Very appreciated. Very cool. Uh, Quinn, you just you just have to let him know because this isn't really his jam. He doesn't really, you know, he's not not a big sporter guy. You know, he's not a not a big sport ball.
1: I would like Quinn and Cantara to join us at a certain golf club very soon in the future in saratoga just
0: say you want to go to the hideaway and eat and drink and try to get chad to join us for football season
1: yes that's it i'd like that's quinn and canter to join us there or vice versa we'll join them however we want to phrase it i think it'd be a very fun <laughs> fall sundays with them
0: is <laughs> i like how you think you're slick and manipulative it's like what i do you have mean? an idea where we should go see a friend of ours and maybe have them be part of the show. No, no, no. Here's the thing. There,
1: there's a rule. In, we're going to get to whatever we had scheduled. But there's a rule in radio. I want to
0: get to what we have scheduled. Can you tell?
1: <laughs> there's a rule in radio. We actually have to sign paperwork
0: that sometimes you're not allowed to say a business's name ah, on the air. The, the rule that you're, you're trying to talk about is payola and plugola, which are the stupidest names in the world. But the government came up with it. And basically, the, the base of those rules, guys, is we cannot... Personally, benefit for on-air mentions without it being contracted through the station. So, like the fact that I have not seen Chad since I picked him up from the airport a while back, I did him a favor. I can talk about the hideaway all I want. Now, if you went there and Chad was like, "Hey, let me pick up your uh, let me pick up your tab for dinner," and then you talked about it, that's wrong. So, just so you know, I've received nothing from Chad. Chad gives me nothing! I can't hit this table because I just fixed it. Careful, that's right. I saw, I saw the um, hand go up. Yeah, like, ah! I figured out what, what's wrong with it, so I can. I think I can fix it quick from here on out. Um, guys came in here and I'm on the floor under the board, like I'm the engineer. <laughs> but it works! First thing I said to him, I, what
1: are you doing? Yeah. Had a coffee in my hand, complaining <laughs> about my start to the morning, just getting blasted with emails before 9am oh. on a Friday in the summer. Ah,
0: uh, yeah. Welcome to being a, the boss, the big cheese, Tommy Corporate. Alright, enough stalling out of you. Let's- stalling? I'm not stalling. Did you see the weather today looks beautiful nice try let's talk about the albany empire okay let's
1: talk about the weather i, uh, I, yeah. I see the polo you're wearing today too i don't, don't think that didn't go on <laughs> those. this unnoticed is a new hat, era yeah.
0: pullover and a, a hat why what do you mean it's it like, looks
1: very nice that's orlando predator gear you're wearing <laughs> had it made
0: special um well, elevation <laughs> ten thousand. yeah i did actually hey. i was i was over there this morning uh, elevation ten thousand. grabbed this stuff nice gear working on some stuff for us I'll, I'll let you know in the future if I get it done. Ooh, okay, but uh, yeah, no, elevate your brand with Elevation Ten Thousand. That's why I look at it. No, no. Let's talk about this a little bit more this no, week. No, no, no. gear did, I got. Did let's you go see the San Antonio this weekend?
1: Did you see the video with Antonio Brown? The announcement with, of the coach. Little
0: Roger Island? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Um, it broke yesterday during our show, which I think was Roger being cheeky. I think he was trying to be like, I'm going to steal some of their other uh, viewers, which we're, we don't have viewers yet, Raj, but good try, though. Um, I mean,
1: 3 to 5 is a weird time to report, isn't it? Like, yeah. 6 o'clock is the classic TV move. If you're doing radio, you're probably hitting 4, 30 to 5. It's just yeah. interesting. We'll just yeah. we'll let that float out there.
0: Okay. Well, based on Tony's you know, schedule yeah. keeping, he probably had him booked for like 11 a.m. He showed up at like 4 o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Roger Wilde, live local light Breaker right here on the Facebook stream for News Channel 13, um, sat down with Antonio Brown for like 10 minutes. And Tony had some interesting stuff to say. Um, It was weird because it was almost like one of those things where, like, they thought they had already been on for like two minutes when it started. Because Roger's first thing is, so do you hope? Uh, you know Terry Gore. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Terry Gordy from Terry, the fabulous Freebirds. yeah he's
1: now taking over. It's him, Michael P.S. Hayes. God, I'm so <laughs> glad Terry that Gore was. Terry Gore is the guy off. who
0: runs the um the fan page for the National Arena League. That's why, I, like I said, the wrong name. Terry Foster. Okay, um they all have to be your your coach for the rest of the year. And he was, and like that was like kind of like they were already in the conversation. And I was in. in Tony was like, "Yep, that's what we want." You know, wanted to keep throughout the thing. It was there was there was some really good stuff in it, but it was kind of cringy at times. The amount that that Roger Weiland is willing to kiss up to Tony when you know Roger is listen. You we can pick on him all we want, jokingly. Like he and I have a we worked together for a very long time. You worked with him for a long time. There's he's probably. He's he's the face of local sports. Like he he's the guy. He
1: should have been in the New York State Broadcasters Hall of Fame three years ago, and still should be in it. So Rogers a Hall of Famer, even yeah. though he hasn't been put in it yet. Hopefully his time comes in the call. I feel like if you think about that guy
0: from the football hall of fame. The knock comes on the door at thirteen. Yeah. So yes, Rogers a Hall of Famer, no he doubt. Is. I mean he's the he's he's the first one you think of of sports in this area. Like you know AJ Pankowski and, and Griffin Haas and, and Leada Batavita. They've all they, the, you put all their careers to this market together, and it's not as long as Rogers. So it's weird to me that he kisses up to this guy. It is. It's just weird to me. It's like, are you going to score some touchdowns? That's what you do. Hey, baby, you scored touchdown. Like, okay, stop. You don't, you don't have to be this guy. This guy screwed you over a bunch of times, too. But um, yeah, so Terry Foster is the new head coach, which I didn't even realize he was the defensive coordinator for the Iowa Barnstormers. Like, I didn't even, like, because we brought him into Columbus, he was the assistant to, um, Chris McKinney, or C-Mac, as I call him, the the head coach that we brought down from up here. So I didn't know that he had jumped from there and gone to Iowa. But now he's coming up here to be the head coach, which is, I think it's a a, a good hire. I think it's, for people who are going to be able to handle what's going on up here, I think Terry can do it. Two things. Part one. Why
1: interview Antonio Brown rather than Terry Foster?
0: Terry may not be here yet. Okay. Remember, he was just in Iowa. Plus, again, listen. Nobody here knows who Terry Foster is.
1: Okay, so there we go. Like, that that's the thought process on this. People are going to have to learn to know him and stuff. If it's just content, this is going to get a little sports media, but I think some people will find this hopefully interesting that, look, if you're just going to interview Antonio Brown for content, it's June. You've got a scoop here. You're doing it from the television side. Let's also, for more context, Roger's got a great relationship with Touchdown Eddie Brown because he covered him. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were there in 2018 when this number got retired. And we were on the field. Roger did a fantastic job with all that stuff, and he's been leading the coverage for this. So, Look, that happens. So you're interviewing Antonio Brown to do it. Let, yeah. Let's go back to something you said there, though, about the interview itself. And this is why it's crossing over. And I'm sure there's other people who are listening. They're like, why are they talking about other people who are media people? Because we're going to use that comparison of the owner of the Albany Empire giving an exclusive interview about what the new head coach and the franchise name is going to look like to an interview with Jeremy Fowler and Antonio Brown. back, do you remember this like four years ago where it was very odd it was like Antonio Brown meets with Jeremy Fowler and people you and I in particular crushed Jeremy Fowler for how bad of a job he did yeah. during the interview and I think back to that interview of why I was so critical of Jeremy Fowler if you don't know he's a Pittsburgh Steelers reporter and this is right when like the whole thing ended with the Steelers and the Raiders thing was coming up kind of like sandwiched in between there but what I do remember about that interview and I don't know how much of this they left in the full cut Wasn't there a point where Antonio Brown started to lay down like he was Mariah Carey in that infamous interview on the
0: couch where it's like, what is happening out here? You can't have a straight conversation with a guy.
1: And that's the problem, right? So how do you handle getting information, getting straight answers? How do you figure out to get info from somebody who never gives you a straight answer? Now, there's two ways to think of that. You could do it Roger style, like try to like ease into it a little bit. The second one, I'm gonna ask you because maybe you know, like you worked with the guy.
0: How, mm-hmm. how do you get an answer? Maybe you can't. Maybe there's no, no nothing. Nothing's the answer here. He's gonna say what he wants to say. He's gonna answer the way he wants to answer. Um, it's I think we all kind of wish we could do the stuff that he can get away with. Like he can get away with it, and and good for him. Like it's like I, I'm almost jealous. Like so, you know, why'd you do this? Well, I'm not gonna deal with out outside stuff and minutiae and blah, blah, blah. Um, I want you to see my new sneakers. Wait, what? I don't want to talk about your new sneakers. Uh, but no, so as far as that interview goes, like, I'll let me do the good things. I'll do the good things. I'll, I'll leave with the positive. I think Foster, I did not see Terry Foster coming. I didn't. I did not expect that to be the guy. There's people in the world of arena football who hate that man. There's people in the world of arena football who love that man. So he's probably good. <laughs> you know what I mean? like if, if I said, if everybody, I know everybody around here went, who? But in the world of arena football, if you say that man's name, everyone knows who you're talking about. So, you know, I, again, I didn't expect it. I think, I think based on the situation at hand, if, if they're truly committed to each other, th- that he could actually finish the season. And the fact that he's introducing him on a Thursday when it's the bye week is coming up and you just had to pay a big part of the workers' comp and all that stuff. So people who thought football was leaving, I don't think it is. I mean, why would you spend more money to just say goodbye? You could leave right now and, pay, and not pay another penny. Ooh, that
1: last part there is an interesting spin on this because most people, it would feel, Empire fans, Campbell region sports fans, have become very negative with the future of the Albany Empire yeah. and what the future stands for 2024 and beyond.
0: I don't know that that's that he he addresses that too. I'm saying there's people I know that think he doesn't finish twenty twenty three.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. But you there. okay. I am not there's
0: no way you pay that money, this and then and then not finish. Like, you just stop then. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, here's my excuse to get out. Um, he says that he's excited about the AFL coming in. Says that he's looking forward to working more with Bob Belber. These are all good. Like the AFL thing I found very interesting because the National Real League Commissioner, Chris Siegfried has come out in support of you many, many times, more than he should have, to be honest with you. And then you say you're excited about the potential of going to the AFL. I thought that was a little, I thought it was dirty. And as a matter of fact, it it should be finable because the National you, you have a lease, you have a contract with the National Arena League until the end of this year. You shouldn't be talking about new leagues. You shouldn't be. However, as a fan of arena football in the Capital Region, I love that he's looking at it. He shouldn't be talking about it, but I do know that he's looking at it. That's that's a good that's another good thing. That he said he's working his relationship with with Belber. Roger, good job on this one. Said, I know Belber was unhappy that you didn't play when you said you were gonna play. And Tony answered that with like, no, he was fine, whatever. But it's communication. We we're learning to communicate together. He swears he's gonna play on the 17th. So I I don't know how you believe him. But he swears he's going to play on the 17th, swears he's ready. Um, the brilliant thing, I think, is that he's going to take the June 17th Albany Empire game and make it a Juneteenth celebration. I think, you know, that's something that in the past I didn't really know how to do as president of the team because I'm a fat white guy. Like, do I have the right <laughs> to throw a Juneteenth celebration? I think it's because I think it's brilliant on a couple levels. shows the community you actually care. You know, you're going to have a lot of white people are going to be like, I don't know what this means, whatever. It doesn't doesn't matter. It shouldn't really affect you. You go and have fun. But you should sell a lot of tickets, too, because nobody's done a Juneteenth celebration like that. No, no sports team around here. You should sell a lot. It should be a really smart promotion. So those are the good things. Those are what I thought was really good.
1: I don't have any disagreements there with you. I feel like the way you've laid that out and the positives of that, but I feel like you're also setting up for the good and, and the bad of what you may have taken away from this conversation. When he
0: said he was going to save Albany, I almost threw up. You, you, you And then and then literally took the time to say, you know, let's not, let's not, I don't know the word he used, but belittle my effect here. There wouldn't be anything for you to go to the MVP arena about if I wasn't here, if the people around me, and then he realized, it's not his money, allegedly. It's in the trust. And he goes, you know, the people around me are who paid the workers' comp bill and all that stuff. So, like, those kind of things I could do without. I could, I could very much do without the, I'm so great, I'm going to save Albany. Albany's good, bro. We were okay.
1: I don't know the answer to this, and maybe you do from talking and working with Antonio Brown. So he became the owner of the team. And at some point along the way, maybe he also thought he was the owner and the president of the team, maybe
0: after you left, whatever that was. I used it. He named um, Alberoni Dennis. His his business manager is the president. Okay. But he does whatever AB says. Well,
1: the key word there is president. Yeah. Because you mentioned save Albany. I've seen the hashtag on Instagram, make Albany great again. Right. Do you think because he's an owner or a president, he's following what other presidents like Donald Trump have done? Like- Oh, this is what people in power do when they get to this level. I'm just going to copy what they do because they seem to have some type of following. So maybe if we do it this way, I, I'm not even joking when I say that. Like, I don't know if it's a, a shtick. I don't know if it's him trying to be creative or him seeing somebody in power did it like this to draw entertainment and a following. We're going to copy what he did. Uh, maybe that's completely out of left field, but that's like the second time I've gotten an example of him
0: doing something like that now. I don't know who he looks up to, though. Like that's saying that would be like okay, so he's 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 modeling what he's doing after this person. I don't think he models. I don't at least he doesn't openly admit that he looks up to anyone. So unless it's like, um, Yeezy or somebody, I don't know. Jay Z, like, like, Roger or, Goodell. Well, who's he, who's Donda with? That's that's the one. He's Kanye. With. Kanye. Like maybe Kanye. I don't know. He's worked
1: with Kanye. That's been Yeah, he still before. has the yeah. Danya
0: the Donda um, necklace, the, the pendant there, you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollar necklace, but like to say, to say he's doing what he thinks is supposed to be. I just, I think he really thinks he can save the world. Like, I think he, I don't think it's malicious. Like that's the worst part about all of this. He makes me angry because what he's done to people. And I do think he's selfish and I do think he's arrogant, but I think you have to be at a certain level of fame, at least have some of it but i don't think it's malicious i don't think he thinks about hurting other people i think he thinks about what he wants at that exact second in time and that's all that matters it's like a child li- li- really like it's not he's not doing it to be mean he didn't call me fat or 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 ben the r word thinking he was being mean he he thought he was just getting his point across like that's i and that's why like as much as I don't like him, I'm still hoping he follows through on stuff because people do like him. The attention that the Empire is getting right now, it's not positive. But they're in TMZ today again, and they're here and they're there. And I'm hoping at some point he makes things right with the Von Schiller family and with Mike Corda. I don't care if he makes things right with me. I don't like him. Like hes And he did kind of reference me yesterday, too, which I thought was great. I'm definitely living rent-free up in those. Up in that wait, house. wait, wait, wait. Was that the reference you're talking about a few minutes ago? or Was there a second reference
1: you're talking he, um, about that he may
0: have somebody muttered? Roger said something about the the not having the uniform, not having the jersey, and he goes, "Well, the media is trying. I'm not going to listen to the what the media has to say." And there's information that's supposed to be staying in house, like like to that to that degree. I don't have the exact quote, but basically because I was the one who found out that he didn't even take the time to go pick up the jersey, and that's why I believe he never meant to play. That played out. He talked about it, so. It's kind of fun. It's kinda of fun. You know me,
1: and you've known this for a long time. I love getting mentioned in some other <laughs> variation of a spot. But you know, I would have liked LeVac and Goss on <laughs> OFX ninety five <laughs> nine and ninety. Somewhere Adam Schinder's like, Oh no. Hey, 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 I got roasted for this and now you're letting <laughs> me be off the hook. Next time no, if he- you're gonna reference our interview or show or content Box Sports 959 980
0: W O F X. you will be name, fine. Keep my name out your mouth. More than happy to mention keep, the station. Bosses my, will be happy. Keep my name out your mouth, Tony. I got no, I got no use for you. Well, listen, I hope he succeeds. I really do. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I hope it works. I want the Empire to work. I want people to be able to go to the Empire. I want him to care about the team. I don't want it to be the A B show featuring the Empire. I don't think that's a choice, though. I think that's going to happen. But I do. I want I want there's so many people who love that team. And for whatever reason, we could never get them all to go to the games. Maybe he can get them to go to the games. Maybe. And if he can do that, it'll be here and it'll be fun. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) So, very excited. The Patrons get the victory last night. Kind of a slugfest. Kind of a, you know, defensive battle, if you will, for the basketball league. But... You know they got the win, so now they're one up, going to face the Bandits in Atlantic City. Ninety to eighty-seven, Patroons get the victory. So good!
1: Here we go. Let's go, Albany Patroons, playing well. I want to see them redeem themselves after that wild two thousand twenty-two finish. We had Brian Mariano, the closer, voice of the Patroons, along with Rich Becker, John Longton, all guys we know. If you missed that conversation earlier in the week, check out Apple and Spotify. But a great way to get this thing going from last night, Patroons, with the big dub.
0: Yeah. So you got to win one more. Two games in Atlantic City before you can move on. So hopefully they just go ahead and win the first one, and uh, you know keep the keep it moving. I believe Closer said after they get past this round, they would be the highest seed. Correct. So that from there on out, it's a bunch of home games at the Armory, which would be very very cool for the Cap region. Very excited about that. Luke Garrick Day. So happy Lou Garrick Day. Happy Lou... Is this? Wait a second. Why is it today?
1: Well, I was second. See, I would think Lou Garrick Day would be near. Hang on. Is my sports memory getting lost here? I thought Lou Gehrig famously gave the speech around July 4th or on July 4th. Or was he born on July 4th? I'm surprised June 2nd is Lou Gehrig Day. I don't know why. Levac, June 2nd is Lou uh, Gehrig Day. Is that his in birthday? In
0: 2021 Major League Baseball designated June 2nd as Lou Gehrig Day as it is the anniversary of when Gehrig became the Yankees starting first baseman in 1925. Oh. And his death in
1: 1941. Okay. Wally Pip is what we're talking about here when he first gave the so day want to call of the it start. Wally Pip Imagine Wally. Was
0: it, well, it and then like in, is it happy Luke Eric's Day? Because like it's to honor Luke Eric and it's also to raise awareness for ALS. So but you still say happy Luke Eric's Day, right? Yes. That what it is? I yeah.
1: would say so. Started one of the great streaks in modern professional American sports history today. That's a great trivia question. Okay. Now I know. I'm the here more to we know. That's
0: what I do. I just rainbow. Me and Google, we just get things done. That's what we do over here. Um, yeah, no, Luke Garrick's Day. So and then like that is um that speech is still. That's one of the most iconic things you've ever you've ever heard or seen. Today, today, today. Consider myself myself. Um, so yeah, Lou Garrick's Day. Patrons won. Everything's right with the world. Everything's good. Weather's nice. Friday's Weather, feeling beautiful. good. Summer's rolling.
1: Things are good in the capital region. New York sports is going well. Everything is looking good right now. It's very it's, good it's, things. It's nice. uh, do you know who Mike Dragich is? Mike Dragich? Mike Dragic. Um yeah. I do not know Mr. Dragic. He's
0: uh he's a mixed martial artist. He's a he's a cage fighter, if you will. Lives down in Florida. That's not the um that's not his day job though. Uh his day job apparently is um is uh, alligator wrangler. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you have our attention, sir. Uh so uh, Mike down in his uh, down in down in Florida down his home state of Florida, going about his business gets a call from local police. Hey, we need your help. Could you uh, could you swing on by this uh, local elementary school? So he does, gets there, and finds a ten foot gator. Ten which, foot, ten footer, ten foot gator, which is meandering in the direction of the school. <laughs> oh, no, there's like a fence and everything. If you watch the video, but he begins. So like you ever you ever think to yourself like when you see like a really just bloody battle in in the UFC or whatever where you're like what kind of person would do that like why would you do that to what like like you could either one of us could get into a physical altercation today it could happen it could be bad he knows every day he's getting in a fight whether it's training or or in the cage <laughs> right. or whatever so you know who would? The same guy who would walk up and grab a 10-foot gator by the tail and start dragging it <laughs> because it was too close to the front for him to be able to get the face. like It's this whole like, dance he's doing. He's antagonizing it. And finally, like a, he's able to get a hold of it. A couple of the cops jump on the back with him, and he's holding the jaw shut all in front of a bunch of these school kids. The guy's not an MMA fighter anymore. He's a superhero in cargo shorts. I want
1: constant video of this. You know, there is a place in 2023 for him to become more viral famous than he's becoming over the last few hours now. And more and more people to know his name. He's got to get a brand for this. The Crocodile. Nope. You know what? That's already been used. Because the (laughs) late Steve Irwin, now his son's out there. He could still become popular in this. Right? Joe Exotic was out there doing stuff with the Tigers. This could be his thing. He should constantly promote it. There should be videos. I need a 30 for 30. I need a hard knocks. I want more coverage of this guy. And speaking of the, the late crocodile hunter, I don't know how this has happened, but my wife loves it. Like, I think she knew what it was. Like She knew who Steve Irwin was, but because my son is into animals and like likes all that stuff and dinosaurs, the crocodile hunter popped up on YouTube as a suggested video. My wife was so into it. She got popcorn. She's sitting there. She's like, you watching this guy? This guy's unbelievable. I'm like, this is like 20 years old. Where have you been? But the idea of people wrestling gators, crocodiles, yeah. doing this, I can't take my eyes off
0: it. It well, is a fast... It should be a sport in its own right. Irwin was worse. Rest rest in peace, sir. Because he would just go find them in their natural habitat and mess around with them. Yeah. Crikey! Yeah. Right. But like... This guy, at least, Dragon's like, "Hey, look, you know, this thing's going towards the school. Let me get in here. Let me help out a little bit." Um, he said that uh, no injuries, and the the gator is now set to be harvested, which mm. I can't imagine is good for the gator. No. I think he becomes boots. Uh, but something something is just clicked in my brain, guys. When I told you what had happened, you took issue with the size of the gator. I did a ten foot gator. I did. Is there a is there a is there a foot length gator that you would wrestle to save a school of children?
1: I think I think I could handle like a, a seven or eight footer.
0: You seven or eight? I think ten. Anything over ten, I'm
1: done. Seven or eight is taller than you. I know, but I've been watching Steve Irwin. i mean, <laughs> look, the
0: 15 foot. I thought for sure you'd say like a two footer. I thought maybe a one foot, like a baby. I get in there, i grab that. Like I wouldn't grab a gardener snake. What are you talking about? Like, Kids, you're on your
1: own. You don't think I can handle a seven foot? alligator saving children i think i'd go into like dad strength at that point but then again maybe this is counterintuitive to my point i just said i watched the 15 foot gator in his best moment video they got like seven people on this gator so now the math quicker than my head is like okay right if it took seven people for a 15 foot gator and this guy's a 10 foot gator he maybe did it you're by like himself. six
0: two six three yeah your arm your your wingspan is like 12 feet though you have ridiculously long orangutan arms you don't think this is working I don't think I don't think you're thinking about how big a seven foot gator is. I don't think you I don't think you put any thought. I, but I will say this to everyone who's listening to LeVac and Goss right here on Fox Sports Radio, 959 and 980. Goss does have a insane like protector complex. Like if you're in a position like we one of the first things we ever did as as a show was go to a haunted house. And Goss is like shoving people who are dressed as zombies so they can't get near me. Like like I'm I'm a grown damn man. I'm pretty, you know, at that point I was in decent kind of shape. Goss is like, Whoa, back off, little lady. And it's like a girl dressed as like a, a scary doll. Goss is like shoving her, like, no! Nobody gets near Levac. Uh. Like you went old school like offensive line drill for me. Look out, there's one around the corner here. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even scary, I wasn't scared at all because Goss is I think there's one up here. I got him. And he's like tripping people.
1: I can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> there was one the other day where the, something, it was a and spoiler alert. ended up being like a doll, but I like jumped in a karate. It's <laughs> like,
0: <"Rex>, get away. <laughs> I like, Whoa. Oh my God, I, I didn't realize. Your kids, when you do that for me, yeah. I was like, wow, that's nice. Like, like conversely, like we were, um, when I was, it was Armin and Levac way back in the day, we were leaving the beer hall, uh, during the world cup. And he kind of got into it with someone thinking that like I was right there. I thought he was right behind me. I was, like, blocking to leave with him. He goes right out. He goes, I almost got beat up because of you. I'm like, what do I do? I step on somebody's foot? Spill a drink? Whatever. No, I was talking crap to this guy. I thought you were right there. You were. not I'm like, <laughs> well, don't talk crap to the guy. Like, what, how's that work? What are you thinking? Um,
1: so. I want I, more gator. I want more gator, more alligator. I got one other story about this, I wish too. there was yeah. somewhere
0: around here that we could, like. Wrestle get, gators? Not, maybe not wrestle them, but, like, get close enough to them that you could see. I think, I think three foot. Is still too much.
1: I'm willing to find out.
0: I, I believe you. Our believe sales you.
1: team will get us out there. I've told you the story before off the air, and now somebody you listening. The
0: waiver we have to sign for that one.
1: <laughs> if you have something to binge on this weekend, Snoop Dogg's got a new show out called like the World's Worst Criminals. It's on a streaming service, I believe it's Amazon. One of the episodes, the best man at my wedding, my best friend, my cousin, growing up, basically a brother to me, Esquire Venuti down in Jacksonville. That case, which is about seven years old now where the guy stole the gator and then went to the pet shop with the gator acting like it wasn't him even though he was caught on video with the gator walking around (laughs) he had to defend him in court so the new snoop Dogg show more gator alligator and crocodile talk there's a lot of influence like we will be ready for this battle to happen if we ever have to go out there and wrestle some gators
0: how does the snoop like how does snoop play into this does he just like introduce the story or does he commentate throughout it's like a Talk Soup
1: setup ridiculousness. Like he watches video, reacts. Is
0: every reaction like,
1: "Ooh, hey, we, yeah, I'm gonna
0: smoke more." Like, we caught <laughs> you.
1: Look, it's a ha, ha ha Like ha, soup. That's Double that con- The concept of that ridiculousness Talk yeah. Soup, like that's been around for thirty years. Everybody's trying to do the yeah. same
0: thing. Well, that was my favorite. It was when um, I think it was Tosh Point was making fun of ridiculousness, and like I'm like. You stole talk soup. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like yeah, it's the clip shows it's a it's a brilliant premise. I guess this is different because you put Snoop in, but is Snoop good? Like is he does he say is does he add anything of value?
1: I haven't watched enough to give a strong assessment of Snoop's. I think people just tuned in because it was Snoop Dogg.
0: Yeah, but I am saying, like there's guys I can think of. Um I, I actually I got to watch a little bit of Monday Night Raw this week. And There was a tag team match, and I, you know I love Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is, like— Former guest on the show. Yeah, and he was just cool. Like, he had real talks with us. He stayed on as long as we wanted him. As a matter of fact, he got to a point where we're just, like, we're keeping him on just to see how long he'll stay. (laughs) And he just wasn't—he was just cool. He was a good dude. But him and Sami Zayn were, like, guests commentating on the match. And one of the guys, like, goes—something, like, called it Mystery Science Theater 3000— and Kevin Holmes like, I don't even know what that reference means, but I'm going to assume it's funny. And, <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, Corey Kurt Graves? Yeah. Is that the guy? Yeah. Um, he's like, uh, American TV. He goes, oh, okay. Like, but it was just like, because Mr. Science Theater 3000. I love that show. I would love for us to do that with like games. So like we pick some of our favorite games and then we, we shoot it where we're reacting to them. And then people could like play them. Oh like you could watch the game on YouTube or yeah, whatever like a watch play. along like yeah. sort of like
1: cheap seats that the uh
0: the Scholar Brothers did years ago yeah, on but, ESPN but they Classic. could afford rights to the games. Right. We we can't. So we would just do it or or maybe we could do something over at like one of the movie theaters where we we play a game and we're, we're mic'd up for it. Oh, we just talk. so good. Cuz I think that's I think that stuff is funny. but it's got to be it's got to be people who who add to it. Like that's the that's the thing. Like whenever I just can't see Snoop Dog being great at that i don't know like i i would love to talk to snoop don't get me wrong do what's up but uh snoop Lion, all right did i i almost high-fived him his security wouldn't let me close to him in atlanta when, he, when we were walking around the back there and that van oh yeah off. yeah yeah with the and van the yeah he yeah, yeah. came out of the weed smoke yep. just came flying out of the van we're like it's either willie Nelson or snoop and there goes snoop i think willie was in the van too wasn't he i think it was the miami hurricane football team through the smoke it was uh, just <laughs> it was real. yeah it was you albany coming through yeah, coming down, down the was. hill it was great <laughs> Uh, LeVac Goss, ninety five nine nine eighty ninety five nine nine eighty Fox Sports Radio. Top 4-4, you want to do it next? Let's do it next. Ready to take your business from good to great, ready to elevate your brand. It's LeVac here for Elevation 10,000. And, man, i just tell you, this is this is the place. Like The questions you have that you don't know who to ask to get help, Elevation 10,000. Dave and the crew over there are amazing. Dave McClatt's been a buddy of mine for a long, long time. Like We go way, way back, and to have him be the guy that I get to call and get marketing questions answered, get a solution for my digital marketing uh, videos that I need for, you know, commercials or or promotion. I can talk to Dave apparel for the team. You can talk to Dave apparel for, Your work, your team, your family, your vacation, whatever it is, you can talk to the people at Elevation 10,000, and they'll walk you through it. If you think they can't do it, ask them. I guarantee they figure out how to help you with whatever your issue is. I love it, man. If you want to elevate your brand, you can do it very simply right here in the Capital Region by reaching out to Elevation 10,000.